0: Lecture Topic Solutions to Social Problems.
1: Alhamdulillah, Hamdulillah, he was a father to a son of a moana. I bad Ama, ama, badu
2: far, all the Billahim in a shame, Paul Bismillah, Rahman,
1: Rahim. يا أيها الذين آمنوا دخلوا في السلم كافة
2: ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان
1: إنه لم عدو مبين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الناس أفشوا السلام وأطعموا الطعام وصل الأرحام وَصَلُّوا بِالْلَيْلِ وَالنَّاسِ تدخل الْجَنَّةَ بِسَلَامِ اَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمِ Most respected, all my kiram, brothers and allahs. <coughs> Lata <laughs> tabarak, Lata Lata granted us the most beautiful and perfect deen of Islam. This deen cannot, this deen can be, be perfect if it cannot have the solution to every problem of insan. And this is our iman, it's our belief that this is the most perfect deen because Allah Ta'ala Himself has declared it. Al-Islam <laughs> Deena." Allah 'Allah revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif while Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in his final Hajj, Hajj, Hajj that on this day I have perfected for you your deen. So deen is perfect it is mukammal it is total and complete there is nothing that is deficient in deen so like it fulfills all the other needs of insan in terms of giving him guidance in every matter Likewise, Deen has the solution to every problem. Islam came as the solution to every problem. It started off with providing the solution to the problem of Aqeedah and Ibadat. Before Islam, 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 there was this complete jahalat and people were steeped in every kind of shirk worshipping idols worshipping trees worshipping stones worshipping anything and everything and as a result of their shirk obviously they had no idea what ibadat is all about they were worshipping all these lifeless things and they had made all these false de- made all these false deities their deity so obviously there was complete jahalat darkness Islam came and presented to them what is the reality. Nabi Kareem sallallahu came and presented tawheed, the oneness of Allah T'baraq wa ta'ala, la ilaha illallah, Allah. None worthy of worship besides Allah. Ta'ala. So now this gave direction, because this is the only thing, the only solution. Without this the whole aspect of one's akhirat is totally doomed. Without the correct aqeedah and belief, that's the greatest problem, beyond any problem, beyond any financial issue, beyond any social matter, beyond any personal difficulty somebody might be experiencing, beyond anything and everything, is a problem if a person is in the problem of aqeedah his iman is not right, and then next in line would be the problem. line would be the problem if there's a problem in his if there's a problem in his ibadat. So, mashallah, his iman is there, alhamdulillah. But if, despite iman being there, but there's a problem with his a problem with this, problem with this ibadat, his servitude to Allah Taala, then too he's in a problem. Though the first problem will never end in akhirat. And if he left with iman, then he will certainly one day get past all his problems and get to jannah. But nobody wants to go via any difficulty. So Islam brought the solution to the problem. Without Islam, there was this darkness, complete, total jahalat and darkness. Likewise, Islam brought the solution to every other problem. There's, we can't. There is no time for the details and there is no end to the details. So the problem of any nature, the difficulty is or the problem in this problem itself is, that because our minds sometimes can't fathom what is being said, what has been given to us as a result we take it as a by the way thing, we take it for granted that the solution to the economic problem is also in Amal, the solution to the personal problem is also in Amal the solution to the social problems is also in Iman and Amal this we can't seem to make head and tail of this. So therefore we believe it. If we are told that this is if we are told that this is what's in the hadith, Sharif, what's in the Quran Sharif, what's in the Hadith Sharif, we believe it. But together with believing it, there's still something it's not like adding up for us. So therefore we still do our own thing. One person, one villager, so somebody was giving him some Tarreeb now oh, this person in one very remote area villager uh, no contact with any deeni people or anything now he never learnt anything in deen properly too so he taught him about namaz and told him look if you perform salah for one month consecutively Allah will give you a buffalo and Allah will give you a buffalo and Allah will give you a buffalo you know, India in those days the old times now and even up to now that buffalo is a very very valuable commodity a milking buffalo, the whole house runs on that small little family, poor family, they run their lives on it so now he was told you perform, now the person giving him the tariv and encouraging him in his mind was, now this person if he's just going to go like this, nobody has to guide him there, nobody to encourage him, so now for this Buffalo, he'll start performing salah. But after 5 days, 10 days, he'll get in the habit of performing salah. Then he'll get the taste of salah. And before the month can come, he'll even forget about this buffalo story. So the whole idea was to get him onto his salah. So, any case, this time, so the person went away, so the person went away, and promise of a buffalo, so he began with his salah. So as the days are passing now, he's waiting now, perhaps it already might be on his way now, still a few days left, but it might be some signs of it walking along and coming. But uh, 28 days, 29 days, the whole month ticked by and no buffalo came. So he immediately came back to town. The person now, that my whoever gave him this encouragement and gave him the story, they came to him and said that you gave the promise that this buffalo will come after one month. I, whole month passed, I performed my salah, but no buffalo came. Say, Maria, that that was just to get you on the road. The rewards, this will come in Akhirat. That's just, that's, that's just to get you on the road. So I just told you something. Now you'll, that will spur you and, so now you performed your salah, you got the reward for it. He said, I was just in doubt, from the time you told me about it, it didn't make sense. One month Salah and one Buffalo, how does it add up? So I also, that's why I was so doubtful about it, I performed all the Salah without Wuzu.
0: <laughs>
1: because up front I was doubtful, this is not going to work out. Now he was so sure, he still made the Salah for one month, and still waiting for the Buffalo, but he was doing his own thing too, he left his Wuzu out also. And he's still waiting for the end result. Left the ruzu out too, and still waiting now that this one month passed. That, that buffalo must still come, and when he didn't come, he came to ask for it as well. Now, likewise, we know all the reality. The reality. This was just somebody's. Story, this was just somebody's. Story, this was just somebody's story, just to get him going on the road. There was no promise anywhere in the Quran and Hadith, One month's time, you'll get a buffalo. But we know the reality. We have been told the reality that in the Quran, sharif allah has spelled out. Nabiya Karim has spelled out that the solution to everything is in Iman and Amal. If this is in order then the personal problems the financial problems all the issues this doesn't mean that everything will happen as we want it. This is another topic altogether but just since this has come up no way in the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has promised that we will not be that a person who has taqwa in his life, who is living a pious life, he will not have any difficulty. That Allah Ta'ala has spelled out that that difficulty, those challenges and tests will come. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ We will certainly test you. But what Allah Ta'ala has promised is the sukoon of the heart. أَلَا innul That's the promise of Allah Ta'ala. In Iman and A'mal. This is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. In that is that sukoon of the heart. Allah heart. <inaudible> So the solution is in Iman and A'mal. So now, everything has been spelled out to us. That to the extent that the person will engage himself in what Allah has commanded, reframe from what Allah has forbidden, that rahmat will come, and then the more he makes shukr on Allah Taala's na'mat and bounties, the more Allah will increase those, those those bounties for him. The so Dawood al was Allah had showered tremendous naymats on him, great Nabi of Allah Taala. Allah so Allah Taala commanded him, Allah Taala commanded him, commanded him, اعملوا على داوود الشكر that he can engage in the amal of shukr, as it is, it is a Nabi of Allah Taala. And the ma'rifat that the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala has, nobody else can have. No person who is not a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala can come, come anywhere close to it. And the extent of shukr will be to the extent of ma'rifat. How great a person's shukr would be, would be according to the extent of ma'rifat he has. If a person doesn't have that ma'rifat, it will be a very very lip service, very very casual, by the way kind of shukr. Can we imagine what kind of shukr he might have made them in fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala, I'malu ala the shukra? So he engaged in tremendous shukr. After having engaged in that shukr for all Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat, then he stopped to reflect and think that yes, indeed, Allah Ta'ala's that itself is a bounty, endless bounty. But then this tawfiq to make sugar on that bounty bounty is bounty is also Allah tala's ni'mad. This tawfiq is also Allah tala's ni'mad. So I must make shukar on this tawfiq now. So now he began engaging in shukar for the tawfiq of having made shukar. <coughs> so now he engaged in shukar for that. Can we imagine that? level of shukar again and then again it dawned upon him that that was first the bounties of Allah Ta'ala on that the ni'mat of the tawfiq of shukar but then Allah Ta'ala blessed me with the tawfiq of making shukar upon that shukar so now this deserves further shukar but then it occurred to him but this is never going to end meaning when will I be able to fulfill this so he sort of gave in and said, Ya Allah, I will never be able to fulfill the right of your shukar. I'm to carry on. But no matter how far I carry on, let alone on everything else, just alone on this one matter, on the tawfiq of sugar, That true life will come out, we won't be able to fulfill the right of that alone. He said, Ya Allah, I can never fulfill your sugar." Allah ta'ala revealed to him, Oh Dawood, now you have fulfilled my sugar. Al-an qad now you have fulfilled my sugar. When you have acknowledged that you are unable to express your gratitude enough. So now this is all Allah's ni'mats and bounties. Among all the bounties of Allah, Ta'ala, the greatest bounties are the bounties of deen. Bounty of iman and then amal. And this is where the solution to everything lies. This is where the solution to everything lies. So now as mentioned, the solution to all the problems, Nabi Kareem came, the solution to the problem of aqidah, of ibadat, and of everything else, everything else, everything else. There's one very concise hadith sharif which was recited at the beginning, which is the hadith that was, the address that Nabi Kareem sallallahu sallam gave to the Sahaba kiram. Upon his arrival at Madina munawwara when he made Hijrat and came to Madina so Abdullah bin Salam Radiallahu Salaam well known Sahabi of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, at that time had not yet become Muslim and he heard that the Nabi of Allah has arrived because this news was now already there from a while and this excitement was building up in the people of Madina munawwara as they were now counting the days that they got to know from when Nabi Karim made Hijrat that very soon now he would arrive, and as the days approached, in that very, very, very deep excitement and also anxiety about when he will finally arrive, every day they would go out waiting, perhaps he'll come today, and when it would get extremely hot, then they would return because they couldn't bear the heat anymore. The whole morning, till the late part of the morning, they would wait. Any case, time went along. And eventually Nabiya Kareem arrived in Madina Munawwara. Anas ta'ala says, that the day that Nabiya Kareem arrived in Madinah Munawwara, ada'a minhu kulla Every single bit of, single bit of Madinah Munawwara just lightened up. Everything became completely illuminated. And then he says the other part of it too, when Nabiya Kareem left this dunya, there was a darkness that just overcame everything. The darkness in the sense that that light now is no more there. Not that there was a darkness of any negative sort, but the absence of that light. That that light obviously now, Nabi kareem s.a.w. was gone from this dunya. But now when Nabi Kareem reached Madinah Munawara, and the first address to the sahaba Ikram, to the Ansar, and the muhajirin who had already come and who were already there and who came along at the same time with Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This first address, this first address, Abdullah bin Salam says, I heard Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I came. And first when I looked at him, I looked carefully and it was very clear to me that this is not the face of a liar. His very Mubarak face was an announcement that this is the face of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. This can never be the face of an imposter Can never be the face of somebody Just falsely claiming the word So my very heart Testified to it And then he says the first words I heard Nabiya Kareem Salasam say Ya ayyuhal Nas, O people of salam wa At'imu ta'am Wasilu al arhaam Wasallu billayl layl wa al nasu niyam jannata bi Says Nabi Kareem gave the prescription to get to Jannah safely. The prescription, now obviously the Sahaba i are being addressed. So when they are being addressed, there was no need to spell out on each note that, look, Salah, you can't compromise on Salah, you have to perform your Salah. In that time, the situation was such if somebody compromised the Salah, there was an immediate question about him, is his iman in place, or is he a munafiq? If somebody compromised his salah, that was the immediate issue. Nobody, that was beyond comprehension that somebody would deliberately miss his salah. Not even possible to comprehend it. And that was the point on which, if you look into the ahadith, you'll find the mention of that if a person has missed his salah, Man nama an salatin aw nasiyaha. The person by chance overslept. or oh, he just somehow just forgot, meaning he got so engrossed in something after Asar he went, or oh, it was Asar time, but now the time you got so engrossed in something it should not happen, but as a as a possibility that can happen now, that suddenly he realized it's already Maghrib. Now in some places in the some seasons the time between some salahs are very, very short. So now he performed his Maghrib before he realized it was already oh, it was Maghrib time before he realized it was after time. So now if this happened by chance, nāma an salatin, person by chance overslept. Or by chance he just forgot, just forgot. So what must he do? nāma an salatin aunasiyaha fall fal yusalliha ida zakaraha. As soon as he realized his eyes realized his eyes realized, his eyes opened, he should be in shock. How this happened? Not that he should be casual about it. Well, any case, now, it already happened now. Happened now. Happened now. I'll see now Zohar time, when I go for Zohar, and I'll make the Qaza of it. Do we have any guarantee we're going to live to Zohar? And that also shows a kind of lack of the importance of that Salah, that it was missed. Okay, it did not get missed deliberately. Something went off. The alarm didn't ring. Whatever, something happened. So, it was not a deliberate thing. But despite not being deliberate, there should be a grief in the heart. On one occasion, Nabi Kareem Salah got missed in that manner, where they were on a journey, very very tired, late at night, and they stopped, Nabi Kareem performed a few Rakats, and then he went to rest for a while, he said, but who's going to wake us up for fajr? First the arrangements are being made, not the arrangement is being made to wake up for breakfast." The first the arrangement for Salah, who's going to wake us up? Bilal Adina said, I will wake everybody up. So everybody went to rest, and he started performing his Salah, also Tahajjud. And now towards the last part of the night, he came to now sit, facing the horizon now, just now he will see now, when the rays are now, light lightning up, then he will wake everybody up. Subha Sadik will come. he started waking everybody up. But as he just leant on that some caravan wheel or something behind him and before he knew it he fell asleep because of that exhaustion and tiredness and nobody woke up until the sun rose already and the first person to have woken up was Nabi Kareem and when he woke up, he woke up in shock and then he, the Sahaba woke up but the first command Nabi Kareem gave move away from here immediately they all moved a short distance away, stopped everybody. First thing, perform, make wudu, and we'll perform our salah, the qaza. Allah ta'ala made this happen so the Ummah will learn what's to be done in such a situation. But after this was done, Nabiya we had to move from there. Move away from here, he said to them, why? Because this is a place of the effect of shaitan. This is a place of the effect of shaitan. So that is why they didn't wait, they also moved away first. Can you imagine if the effect of shaitan is coming in our home every day? One salah after the other. That is why it's not just sufficient that we come to the masjid and perform our salah. It is also necessary that every person at home upon whom salah is first is performing their salah. That effort has to be made as well. And we have to check on it as well. That whoever salah is first upon is making their salah. That is the responsibility of every Head of the home. So, in any case, what we were talking about, we drifted from one point to the other. This aspect of, in the time of the Sahaba ikram, if a person missed his salah, there will be a big question about him. Why? Because, and on this point, we are talking about this matter that this is mentioned in the Hadith Shareem. Perchance, if the salah got missed, what's to be done? So, what's to be done? As soon as he realizes it, he must make up for it. You will not find in any hadith sharif, that the person who deliberately misses his salah, then what kind of qaza he must make. Because that was something beyond comprehension. That was mentioned in another light. salah ترك salata متعمدن faqad kafara. The one who deliberately leaves out a salah, he's committed kufr. In that period of time, that was it. Meaning such a person cannot be a mu'min, he wasn't a mu'min from before. Otherwise he wouldn't have missed his salah, deliberately. It's a munafik that has done this. So, the point is that it is coming back to where we started off. One point led to another, we drifted far away from where our discussion was. That The solution Allah has placed in Iman and Amal. And now this hadith sharif, this hadith sharif where on the first occasion that Nabi Kareem addressed the Sahaba in Madinatul Manawara so he addressed them with regards to this, these aspects Ya Ayyuhal Naas Afshus Salam number one spread Salam number two at Ta'am feed and number three Silul Arham join family relationships and the fourth one perform Salah in the dead of night. Now one is these one is these amal, the importance of these amal, each one in its own category of great importance, but if from another angle if one looks at it, this is a solution to the social issues and the economic issues, the social issues and the economic issues. Social issues, the society starts falling apart when there is no muhabbat. When there's no muhabbat, the society starts falling apart, because the lack of muhabbat will start giving way to a whole lot of other ills. When muhabbat is now out, then malice will come. Then jealousy will sit in. Then the more, somebody is in dire circumstances also. But when everybody has this jazwa and this zeal, I want to feed, I want to feed others, feed those who are in difficulties. So there won't be anybody that will go to bed hungry. Somebody will have something more, somebody will have something less, somebody will have something luxury, somebody something simple. But nobody will go to bed hungry. And dunya is dunya. Dunya is not jannat that everybody is now going to try to make it jannat. But there won't be that poverty. But when this is gone, the sakikat of deen is gone, then can't even describe what kind of sums, sums beyond imagination will be spent on all frivolous things, all complete wastage, just in sport and merriment, but in the very same vicinity there will be people suffering poverty also. One person returned from Umrah not long ago, about a week or so ago, So he had gone to the outskirts, so some couple of maybe even a bit earlier gone to the outskirts of Medina Manavara and somebody who was well away had taken him along, so that's why he got to see what he saw he says, you will not be able to believe if you are told what is the extent of poverty just on the outskirts just on the outskirts of people who are resident there, people who are living there for generations but a very very high level of poverty and Allah Ta'ala gave some tawfiq, so he distributed some meat there so some were so appreciative because the last time they saw some, some meat to, had some meat to eat was Qurbani sahib and somebody had given them something from then till that time, nothing but billions will be spent in frivolous things but the ummah, which is one ummah, the brethren that brother is starving and dying that is not the main issue the main issue is that people must have their fun and excitement. The whole priority is when Deen is gone, then this is the this is the end result. The problems. All kinds of problems come as a lack of deen. So now just now just like that person who who he thought now no, no is that buffalo and salah, how does this fit in now? Where does this link up? So that's why he decided don't even make gozoo. Because he couldn't even fathom this. Now how does this link up? So likewise we are told, imam and amal, this is the solution to the problem. But now I've got a financial issue. And now Salah is going to become the solution to my financial problem. I've got a social issue. And how is becoming more conscious of Allah Ta'ala, going to take care of this. But, that is where the whole issue is. That this lack of yaqeen, lack of Yaqeen, this conviction the yakin that everything is from allah taala person connects himself to allah taala he's got everything ek tu falak mera zameen meri nahi mera to koi meri says that ya allah if you are my, just one being you are mine that everything is mine the heavens are mine the earth is mine. Meaning, if you became Allah, then everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. Like the King Mahmud and his that very special slave, Ayaz. So one day he was now, people had a lot of now objection, though they weren't saying it, but they were now getting jealous over this fellow. Where this fellow came in now and he's getting the special attention. So one day to just display to everybody what is this person's worth, only out of the blue he's brought all the valuables, that whoever puts his hand on anything he can have it, it's his. So somebody put their hand on something and somebody something else, all priceless things. And Ayaz was standing close by, he didn't do anything. So when everybody now are, are sort of identified something that they're going to now take as theirs, okay, what's your problem? So he says really whatever you put your hand on is yours? Says, That's it, what I said. So he put his hand on the king. He said, I don't need all that. I need if I got the king, then I got all everything. So now everybody understood his intelligence and his worth and his loyalty. So the one who links himself to Allah Ta'ala, Mera to Falak Mera mera to Allah if you are not mine then if you are not mine then nothing is mine. What I think is mine also is not mine because that which I thought is mine and I'm hanging on to it that this is me and mine that very same thing can become my problem I thought it was mine but if Allah is not mine what I thought is mine can become my biggest problem because Allah is the control of everything so the biggest issue is to connect ourselves to Allah wa Taala, to become totally connected to Allah Taala. then everything is ours otherwise those things that we Feel we are going to get what we are trying to hanker after. This is what will give me that comfort. I need to now maximize how I can try and earn the dunya and why. So that I can have a very comfortable life. One is the asbab of comfort. That cannot give comfort in itself. The means of comfort. If Allah Allah will put somebody on a very comfortable chair and he may have the comfort also with it and otherwise you'll be sitting restless on that very comfortable chair and somebody on the floor will be very peaceful. That person will be enjoying tranquility, peace, happiness sitting on the bare floor also. And that person will be in complete restlessness on the most comfortable couch too. It's all in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. So the issue is to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala. So this is where now coming back to this round up on the Hadith Sharif Nabi Karim sallallahu gave these four aspects of Shus Salaam. Now, it's very, very uh, relevant to understand the context in which this is being said. This is the first address to the people of Madinah munawwara Now, this was the time to build this society. This was the foundation of this society that was now being laid. In Makkah Mukarramah, there were all these difficulties from the Kufar Everybody was now unable to now live as a community there, The a community of Muslims. Now this was the start of this community of this ummah. And this foundation of this ummah is being laid. And what is the foundation of it? The foundation of this is being laid three things related to the khidmat of others. Or the one aspect, building the bond with others. The other two also in the same regard. First aspect, Shah Salam. It brings happiness to the next person. He was greeted. Can we imagine somebody passed by us? We're trying to greet him. He doesn't greet. He walks past. Does the person feel okay about it? Thinks nothing about it? He feels the highest level of offense. This person, one is he was trying to greet him, trying to greet him, trying to greet him. Sometimes he's not even trying to greet him. But why that person didn't greet me first? That too becomes offensive. Now that. Whereas the aspect of initiating salam, that is an ilaj, it is a treatment for a very, very serious malady. Al Badi ubi salam bari um min al kibr The one who will continue initiating salam. Those elder, those younger people he knows, people he doesn't have any knowledge who this person is. It's my Muslim brother, he can see it. The person is walking out of the masjid also. What does he have to now ask about who is this person when he's also just performed his salah and is coming out? But how but how often we walk past oh salam, oh salam? I don't know this person, I have no idea where he's from, who is he, so why must I make salam to him? This person I know him, he's my friend, I know him, I'll make salam to him. But is that not also a Muslim brother? So now initiating salam with everyone, every Muslim, every Muslim brother is making salam to his Muslim brothers have to spell this out. Every Muslim brother is making salam to his Muslim brothers. Because sometimes this should become very convenient to latch on it and apply it in the wrong place. He makes salam to every Muslim, but he's making only salam to Muslim sisters only.
0: <laughs>
1: so now he's making salam, but now, what is this going to create? Nabi Karim is saying, this will eliminate pride. Again, yaqeen, yaqeen required. The Sahaba Ikram, when they heard something, that was it. One time they heard it, it was enough. We'll speak it, hear it, but it's another matter, the yaqeen that is required on it. So in any case, now this initiating salam, al-badi ubi salam. So the first aspect was ifsha'u salam, making salam common, spreading salam. Then the second aspect, if'amu taam feeding. Now one is that salam, it creates this muhabbat, as mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. The means of creating that muhabbat. It What is it? Takes care of the needs of the needy. Person is starving. He has something, inshallah to eat. He'll take away somebody's poverty. But together with that, it creates muhabbat. It creates a bond. Now this is the foundation for the society, a bond. But now, person is, mashallah, making salam. Feeding, feeding people around him, feeding near and dear ones, but yet somebody else is still being negative. He is going out of his way, but somebody else is still being difficult, being negative. So now he told, "No, no, no. You don't worry about that. arham. You continue to maintain family relationships. There will be things. That, there will be things. That, there will be things that sometimes might happen. That's not for you to focus on." You focus on what you're supposed to do. This is what Deen teaches us. What we are supposed to do. One is, what is the wealthy person supposed to do? So Deen taught him what he's supposed to do. What he's supposed to do, he's supposed to spend on the poor. What is the poor person supposed to do? Without need, don't ask. That's what he's been taught. Deen has given him that, unless there's a desperate situation, don't ask. Ask Allah ta'ala alone. But the wealthy person has been told, you go look for him. You go look for those who are in dire circumstances. Go and seek them out. Go and find them. They are the most worthy recipients of your zakat as well. And that is what will fetch the greatest reward. When you have sought out those who are genuinely in need. <laughs> those who are not going and persisting and asking people, one person came, one poor person came to one wealthy person and asked for something so that person refused to give anything so he asked him again and again he refused so he asked him then in اَيْنَ الَّذِينَ Kanu, ala عَلَىٰ anfusihim kana the Qur'an he speaks about those who give preference to others despite them themselves being in poverty starving so now he asked it in that way Where's those people gone? Now, this is actually now he is uh, like taking the Qur'an Sharif ayat as a, using that into the message. Where are those people gone who is to give preference to others, despite the fact that they themselves were in this difficulty. So this person too was no short of having something at his disposal, he also knew something. Some other ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, he said, Zahabu مَعَ la yasaluna nasa il-hafa." They went away with those who don't persist in asking.
0: They
1: went away with them. Now he knew what applies to that person. And that person knew what applies to him. But each one forgot what he should be doing. So what applies to others we remember. The husband remembers very well how the wife must conduct herself. he will have all the ahadis at his fingertips. What Nabi Karim said, that who is the best wife, that when the husband sees her, she uh, when he sees her, it he cheers him, and when he commands her, she obeys him, etc. MashaAllah, all those hadith he knows very well. And she also knows the hadith that relate to him. But to practice on what is directed to us, we forget about. So these three aspects are mentioned three aspects are religion regarding what's going to bring that muhabbat but then together with that the primary thing is connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala so the five daily salah there's no question about missing that but something that really connects a person when everybody else is in ghaflat now he's waking up to talk to Allah Ta'ala Wan nasun Niyam. now this person is inshallah he's got the حُقُوق ibad in place and this is an indication that he's got حُقُوق in place also so now that he's got حقوق ibad and الله in place tadkhulul jannat bisalam now he's paved his way to jannat so now sometimes a person is mashallah fulfilling one, one one part but he's totally neglectful and oblivious of how he's conducting himself with people around him got no concern about who's being hurt what i am saying how i'm conducting myself what i'm doing doesn't matter whereas all this is part of deen so all this put together is what brings about this connection with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, make us among those who become His true and obedient servants, who become connected to Him at all times, live our lives in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us, Allah Ta'ala keep us with Iman, take us with Iman and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. <speaking in Hebrew> The Prophet
2: the Prophet Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, صلى الله تبارك وتعالى
1: عليه وعلى آنه وأصحابه, وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم نزل الله عنا نبينا محمد <audio> محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهم <هذا>. لا إله
2: الله لا إله الله لا الله Na in the Allah Na in Allah Na in the Allah Na in the Allah Na in the Allah Na Na in inna la, na illallah la, na la, na in inna 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 لا علاها إلا الله لا علاها إلا الله لا علاها إلا الله, إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله وعم الله الله، الله،, الله 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 لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه
1: وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا الله الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يقول له كفوا أحد جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم Allahumma la tada'lana zamban illa ghafarta, wa la humman illa farrajta, wa la hajatan hiyala kariban illa qadaytaha, wa yisartaha. Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, O most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our oh, major and minor sins, ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Ilahul Make us your true and obedient servants, ya Allah. Allah grant us total yaqeen, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us the total realization, ya Allah. That all our solutions lies in iman and a'mal, ya Allah. Our solution lies in obedience to you, ya Allah. Ilahul <sighs> alamin, grant us the total yaqeen on this, ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of amal on this, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah bless us with the reality of shukriya allah bless us with the reality of shukriya allah ilahu we're so deficient in summer also ya allah we're so deficient in shukr also ya allah. ya allah You bless us with all the noble qualities ya allah bless us with the beautiful akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu wasallam bless us with these beautiful mu'amalat and mu'asharat ya Allah ilahul alameen ya Allah keep us steadfast on deen ya Allah till Allah keep us with istiqamat on deen ya Allah ya Allah take us on perfect iman ya Allah ya Allah raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman ya Allah ilahul alameen ya Allah all those on any kind of difficulty and hardship and out of your grace and mercy remove it ya Allah ilahul alameen ya Allah all those who are sick give them shifai kamila ajila mustamira daima ya Allah remove every trace of their ailments Give us complete cure from all our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Give us total shifa from all our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Give us afiat in deen, Ya Allah. Give us afiat in dunya, Ya Allah. Do not put us to test and trials, Ya Allah. We are too weak, Ya Allah. Without tests and trials, Ya Allah. Allah With afiat, Ya Allah. Take us through dunya, Ya Allah. Till our last breath, Allah. And with afiat in deen, Ya Allah. Afiat in dunya, Allah. With salamati of Iman, Ya Allah salamati of amal ya Allah'a Allah take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. alamin Ya Allah. Allah, those who any kind of financial difficulty, remove it to Ya Allah. you remove all the anxiety, worry, depression, sorrow and grief, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukun and peace, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with tranquility, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts with muhabbati, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts with muhabbati, Ya Allah. alamin unite the hearts of, Ya spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya Allah give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah ya Allah with khushu and khudu ya Allah ilahul alamin enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya Allah enable us to be forever in your remembrance ya Allah, ya Allah save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah Save us from the pets of the pets of, from the pets of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Allah, Allah. Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, Allah fulfill each one's jai's needs, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Grant each one the best of the dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Allah, Allah, Allah. Allah, our greatest need is to become yours, ya Allah. Make us yours, ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من هنبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعذك من هنبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله
0: وصحابته العين والحمد